Sometimes I just stop using back pockets. Oh yeah, like I was. You know what? I went to a theater on Thursday, and it. I guess it's been a while since I've been at a place that uh, doesn't accommodate my generous frame, <laughs> and I was feeling a little pinched. And there became a point where my alarm went off because I put my phone on silent. But you know, your phone wants to help you. your alarm. Yeah, yeah. Your alarm will go off anyway. So you can go to sleep. Yeah. If you want to go to sleep, your alarm's going to want to wake you up, even if you have one. Do not disturb. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reaching in there trying to get my phone out of my pocket while my alarm's going off and everyone's trying to watch the show. Uh, Very frustrating. So I can understand giving up on pockets in that situation. (laughs) Right. There's also the thing where you, like, squeeze the phone in your pocket hoping to hit that side button. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just you're throwing then, it out there. You're, then, you're, it'll like snooze. Sometimes it yeah. decides to just snooze. Oh, yeah, I did not want to accidentally snooze it and then deal with the same situation again in eight minutes. Right. If I'm leaving the house knowing that I'm going through a drive-through, I throw my my wallet on the dash. Uh, so you don't have to reach for it. Just, yeah, just because you're sitting on it. But, oh and yeah, you got a seatbelt on. And it's like, I know I'm going to need to get it. Right. And there's times where I'll just be like, like if I'm going, if we happen to be in a drive-thru and I'll just ask Stevie to give me her card. Just like, cause <laughs> you can reach please. it easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, I haven't put my wallet in my back pocket since like high school when a chiropractor told me not to. <laughs> I, I do it out of, out of habit, I guess. Muscle memory. Uh huh. Like I have and, plenty and, in the side room pockets. Yeah. Well, in addition to that, like, like I said, I haven't done it in a long time. Also, it's at the start of the pandemic when I was very, very paranoid, and I didn't want to use my my debit card. Like I, I used my debit card and then came home and covered it in Purell because I didn't know. Like Got I didn't know it, anybody. Right. So right. I uh, between that and not having to go anywhere for like a year, I actually uh, I. Slim down. I have like the the wallet that's like this one right here. That's like just barely enough room for your, like three cards and a little bit of cash. Right. Uh, I see. Why is he texting us? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the I keep seeing these ads for these like those types of wallets, but it's like this metal thing, and right. the cards slide in, and, you do, and I'm like, it, I'm immediately like, who wants to sit on that? Uh, the, the, you, don't, you don't have to, right? But at the same time, who wants that? Who wants to sit on that, Potsy? <laughs> I got a, I got a little one of those thin wall. It's like it, it folds, but it's like real thin on each side, and it's like got like Ewoks from the cartoon on it. Oh, and uh, and uh, it's been real nice. That one's been nice. The one I had before was this cool like Rebel flight suit thing. 
Uh-huh. And it had like this uh, sort of like hard plastic rebel insignia on it. And okay. it literally hurt my ass sitting uh, on it. You're going to end up with a, a brand. <laughs> I know. I might have one. One into there. Uh, then Lucas will sue you. I, I had, I had uh, prior to this one, I was rocking a bad motherfucker, you know, replica bad motherfucker wallet. Mm-hmm. And the, the issue really doesn't come down to the wallet necessarily. It, it's like, what are you doing here? Why do you think you need, like, why do I need my um, Regal Rewards Club card every time I go somewhere throughout the whole day? Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff in my wallet that I don't need, but it's like stuff I just, I don't know. Like my 2005 Star Wars fan club card with Darth Vader on it. <laughs> and You've my, got that. I don't have the the knickknack for Man with the Golden Gun phone card in my wallet anymore. I don't think I do. But you used Dylan, to. That... Dylan got me that when he went to Europe in what ninety eight. Oh, wait, like an actual like prepaid phone card. This is a prepaid phone card. What back when they had those and, and in order knick-knack. to market it, they thought here's a good thing to do. We'll put knickknack mm-hmm. from the Man with the Golden Gun. That'll get people to buy this phone card. But it might still be in my wallet. I don't know. I it think works. last time I, I, I think all those kind of goofy things like I have, there was the uh, a pop-up shop that everything is terrible did that it was like a video store, uh-huh. but it was all Jerry Maguire's, copy of Jerry Maguire's. <laughs> okay. It's fucking amazing. Well, and so like I have, I have like a Blockbuster card laminated, but it says like Jerry Maguire store or something. Okay. Um, that's fun. I don't know. They're fun. And like my UCB student ID card, okay. like, uh, uh, like those are things I used to carry. But I think when I got the new, the new wallet, I toned it down and I have like a special place in my top drawer where all the cool cards are. The stuff that you would have carried around, but now it's like, I'm not going to carry all of that. I have yeah. my, I have my, they might be giants fan club card. That's one of the ones that made the cut. Uh, but yeah, when see, I, that, yeah, when I was in high school, I had a whole bunch of Beatles trading cards. Good morning, Ryan. Speaking of Beatles, good morning. Yes, and, I had some of those too. And I had oh. one specific Beatles trading card that was a tradition that I would mail it like through the U.S. Postal Service to Anthony uh, in the Navy uh, with a letter, and then he'd write a letter and mail it back to me. And it was just like now I have this one <laughs> trading card that's traveled, you know, thousands of miles. I had that. My was he giving it back to you because he didn't want it? No, that was the gag. The gag is like, okay. just pass it back and forth. Oh. Here's a here's a fun story. Okay. Uh, yes. When I worked at Disneyland back in the late '90s, there was a Hunchback show that they performed, and the Hunchback uh-huh. people who performed there had a trailer, a giant trailer that like had like a break room, refrigerator, and, and like changing rooms and stuff. Um, I used to go in there because they got free cases of Powerade. And so we would go and get uh, some Powerade. Sure. Um, but they also had a, a bunch of board games, including the Saved by the Bell board game. Shut which up. included a card that had Screech's picture on it. Ooh. And so I decided I'm going to take gonna... this. I want this card and carried around and I carried around forever. And <laughs> one night, one night we were at, I want to say it was the bowling alley at Fullerton, but that doesn't make sense to me. The Cal state Fullerton bowling alley. 
we've we been might there. have been in a restaurant. I don't remember, but Dustin Diamond was there. Uh, and you still were carrying I it? I still had, I was still carrying it. Oh, and I wow. I said, hey, this, this has you. been in my wallet for like a couple years. Look it. And he's like, wait, you have it on you at all time? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it just happened to, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it got signed. I think I just showed him. I, I think that's even cooler. It's plenty. I, yeah. I think yeah, I just I think showed it, him. Like, that's, I don't want anything from you. I'm just showing you this thing. Isn't it crazy? I feel like, um, uh, I don't know how I would feel. I guess I would be like kind of stoked. Like that's, that's cool. It shows how famous you are and how weird life is. I, I felt like the situa- situation was like, I'm carrying it around ironically. Uh-huh. And, and uh, but you, thought was, you thought it was fun and then just looked at it. So that's uh-huh. crazy. And then handed cool. it back. And then that was the, the, the extent of our, which I don't think I have that card anymore. Oh. Uh, well, it, it's it's maybe anymore, maybe I gave it to him. Maybe I gave it to him. I don't know. Maybe, but that like that that was the that was its life cycle. It went from when you saw it and wanted it to when you saw Dustin Diamond. It didn't need to exist after that. It had no. an arc. Your card right. had yeah. An arc. yeah that card <laughs> had a character a story arc. Yeah. It makes me think of two things. One is Ryan. Did you meet Stephen Martin? Steve. I'm Martin? sorry. What was that? Did you meet Steve Martin once? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I well, may some... have told the story about the cards. Yeah, he, he, he passes out cards that say you met Steve Martin or something like that. Uh... <laughs> Ryan left. He's going to go see if he got he's gonna, that card. You know, he's going to go try to find Steve Martin. And the second no, thing is but... that... No, please. That theater I was telling you about that I was squished in on Thursday, uh, it's this. Um, it's called Vidiots. And they had... Oh, yeah. a... oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they had a video store in L.A. for a long time. And then... Uh, they, they had to shut down, but they reopened with a theater. So they've got the big old video store. You can still rent physical media. Uh, and then in the theater, they were showing Gigantic, the, which is a documentary about They Might Be Giants that came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. And they had the director, the producer. And before the, the movie, they were saying, like, this is all we have all the rights. All the rights are cleared, but we can't get a streaming service to to get on the phone. So if anyone knows a streamer, like let, let them know we should, we want to stream the film because it hasn't yeah, been maybe now is not the time or maybe this is the best time because there's no new products coming. That's right, exactly. It. It's time to start looking for archives, right? So they said it hadn't been in theaters in 15 years. And so I, uh, she said something about like, God bless physical media. So I held up my copy of the DVD that I brought with me and I was like, yay, physical media, <laughs> which is like, I had brought it just because I was like, hey, I'm going to a movie where they're showing this. It's like a security blanket or something you just carry around your DVD and it makes you feel better? I thought in the back of my head that maybe they'd do a signing or something, and that would be a very cool thing for to get the signatures on. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had uh, John and John come out and do a Q&A after the movie, and um, they had announced that, and that was part of the whole deal, but I had put myself into a state of denial about it where I was like, mm-hmm. that can't be what's actually happening. I'm, I'm not going to a place tonight where that's going to happen. That's crazy. You know, they're gonna, or maybe they're going to get stuck in traffic and not make it. Yeah, just, I'm not that's the way get, life goes. I'm not going to get that. And they, they were even like coy with it at the beginning of the thing. And after the show, maybe some of the people in the credits might be here. I was like, okay, well. I Ladies and not. gentlemen, best boy, <laughs> Timothy exactly. Schmidt. Yeah, t- <laughs> Timothy B. Schmidt, who is also the best boy. I don't know why I said that. Tell uh, me how you gaff. So, so did you also bring your own pen? Ah, there's the rub. That would have been smart. <laughs> that that would have been a smart move. 
But I got this from Ralph when we used to do our Comic-Con uh-huh. preparation episodes where um, at the time where there weren't really a lot of survival guides out there, we would talk about make sure you bring sunscreen because some of the lines are outside and you know protein bars or whatever. whatever. But Ralph had the suggestion, bring your own pen for signings. You're because if you ready. use their pen, no. So because if they're just signing over and over again, their pen is going to get mushed, the tip. Yeah. It's going to get uh-huh. worn out and the signature is not going to be as clear or anything. But if you bring your own pen in pristine condition and also maybe the correct color, like a silver pen on a black DVD case. Right. So I, whenever I've been in a position, Ralph's guiding words ring in my ears and I always bring, bring a pen, pen for that reason. A silver and black pen, depending on what you are getting signed what the background is you have to be sharper than and the then sharpies. have them and then have it's good to have it on you at all time because you might bump into somebody just on the floor like brian Posehn. they're not going to be in like brian Posehn. <laughs> yeah um, that, that, that would have been smart and actually uh, also take from ralph's a page from ralph's book would have been if i had taken like the dvd case sleeve instead of the dvd itself but i i gave up all of my cases i just put everything in an envelope and i threw away all the all the sleeves, except for the ones that I already have signed. Okay. Yeah, it's it's easier to carry. Yeah. I, I yeah I don't I've, I'm going to Comic Con this week. I'm not taking anything to sign because I don't really care. Um, I don't even know where my Run Ronnie Run DVD is. Oh, uh, too bad. Um, but I did come across my uh, a Forbidden Zone that I have by signed by Richard Elfman, which I gotta have. Oh it's yeah, a black and white release. Um, and then uh, without the clown. So it's right. it's, it's the it's the terrific great uh, blackface version. Another super yeah. racist, it's the racist super, super awful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and he's got a signature on it, so that's good. Uh, and then I found um, uh, the the uh, the fucking um, Arrested Development signed by Michael Sarah. Oh, but, oh um, I didn't know yet. Yeah, that. who who I ran into at a theater after we were done seeing like the Simpsons movie or something. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. At Comic Con, that that theater in San Diego, where oh yeah, that you know, I think the year before that we saw Wally. Yeah, and that's we when saw... I literally ran into Simon Pegg. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I I run in, like the concession stand queue was like ridiculous. It was like a Disneyland queue with like switchbacks and yeah. shit like that, but it was mostly empty. And I was making my way back the opposite way through the queue with whatever, and coming the opposite way with Simon Pegg did not realize it was Simon Pegg until I crashed into him. And it was like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm trying to like play it cool. You spilled zombie all comedy. over a, a comedy. And he was like, oh, you got comedy in my horror. Wait a minute. That's exactly <laughs> how it happened. That's why I had, that's how I got my co-producer credit. I, I figured. That's how that, it that's, all happened. That's another argument for physical media is that, you know, they can't change the copy you already have. Um, right. Or what it's worth, better or for worse. Yeah, I have that hot fuzz with that Comic Con exclusive DVD cover signed by Nick Frost and Edgar Wright. Oh, I remember that. Like, I remember that insert. That's (laughs) cool too. That's crazy. Yeah, and while I was getting that sign, you stood you stood at the end of the line holding a poster that said "Hot John." And they I oh, yeah. said, hey, check that guy. They both laughed. They thought, oh, that's really good. Uh, still don't know what it means, but I think no. that's the joke, right? As far as our as far season as we, two. Yeah, as far as yeah, it, that's the joke. It's a non sequitur. It just doesn't make there's 
There's but they no, go, they, they approach no him. It's the live show, and they approach right. him to ask him about Hot John, and the feed goes out. The microphone goes out. Yeah. The audio, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. For, I, for look around had... you, incidentally, for those of you from, listening, yeah, from that, look around you, the, the season finale, season two. I wish that we had like a a photo or a video of that moment because that was cool. But we have our yeah. memories. There's that. I think there was a picture of you because we ended up running into them later that night. Like it might have been Scott Pilgrim they were doing because Michael Sarah was there, Edgar that Wright was there. Um, and I think I got a picture of you holding the hot, you still had the hot John sign on you. And we got a picture <laughs> of you with Nick Frost holding it. Oh, what? That's cool. Whether it exists or not, I don't know. I have gone through, I, I have all kinds of. How many computers? Pictures, but... how, many, how many hard drives since then? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Before you can call it a hard drive. Yeah. How? I don't know. I just went to blowing in the wind. Oh, <laughs> so, I we, get it. We I saw, get it. Sorry. I remember it seeing, wasn't great. I remember seeing the Simpsons movie there. And the weird thing is, was last weekend, I spent uh, some quality time with the director of that movie, David Silverman. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't ask him, I should have asked him about. The submarine. Why? Why Hans Zimmer did the score for the Simpsons movie? Oh, it was. I I don't recall, but I remember it being addressed, like in an article or something. I think it was like workload or whatever <laughs> availability. I don't know <laughs> workload. Here, let's get a guy who uses a bunch of different guys. That'll work. Well, I think maybe he was no no that. workload for workload for Alf Clausen. I think he was busy scoring the series at the same time. There there was something logistical mm-hmm. that 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 got in the way yeah i wonder what it would have been like with like an elfman score that might have been interesting well it definitely would have been interesting i guess that doesn't really need to be said right yeah i mean it kind of already is the theme runs through every intro and outro like currently in an episode mm-hmm. imagine it being you know variations on a theme derived but david it. silverman just to go back he was the guy who was on the ocean gate sub Right, that he was that Simpsons guy. It was all over the news. Yeah, he was all over the news about the sub. Like, and I, I hope he's not listening. But like, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him because he was like, "No, they were smart. They were good guys. They had everything under well, control. Do they were very detail oriented." Sure before, make sure before, like, it was Simpsons. Hold on, I will look it up. What do you think about Comic-Con, Ralph, how it's going to be impacted by the strike? Because SAG-AFTRA people aren't going to be allowed to go. It's already impacted me on a personal level because we were going down there with the intention to shoot interviews with Jay and Jack, some of the fans, shoot the, shoot the lost panel, uh-huh. and then be in San Diego to get interviews with anybody from the show who was there. And people from the show won't be there. Nobody's nobody will be there, and so we cut that short. We're shooting uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then probably Friday, and then we're coming up to LA to shoot uh, Malcolm David Kelly. Cool. No, yeah, Malcolm David Kelly he played Walt uh, McGainey, who oh. I need to, I, he he's the best. He's the best. I've talked to him a couple times on the phone. And uh, McGainey is pretty great. Um, and then uh, we don't know because it's all last minute. We're trying to get people. And there's there's stuff in the actor strike that says you can't do interviews, but it's like interviews and auditions. So it's like interviews as in as interviewing in part for of, roles. Interview, okay. Right. 
as so part I of just that saw process. A thing, I just saw a thing today that said documentaries are okay. So I'm hoping, I mean, we have like, I have like less than a week to finish up the schedule. Um, so it's going to be kind of tough. I mean, presumably but... you can still get Jay and Jack. Oh yeah. Like and it's fans. like the San Diego stuff, the San Diego stuff is set in stone. It's the coming up on, um, on, uh, on Saturday, Saturday's Malcolm David Kelly and, um, MC Ganey, but to, to like sort of make the trip, um, the more interviews I book, the more bang for the buck and the better it is just production sure. wise. Yeah. yeah like if course. I, if, if, if the director spends $1,000 on this trip with one interview, it better be a good interview, like a good person. Uh, but if you get like three tiny people, like that's only like $300 per interview. So it's, it, it's like my whole thing as a producer is trying to get him the most bang for his buck with his little yeah. sort of, uh, uh, resistance um, return return of the return on investment. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I would like to. We don't do this very often. I would like to issue a retraction. Okay, okay good. Not David Silverman. And now that I think about it, David Silverman is the guy who plays like the flamethrower tuba, right? Yeah, he's a cool guy. Mike yes. Reese is the one who was on the sub, and with Mike, whom you were disappointed. Super disappointed. It's like, wow, you're analytical skills are quite lacking for somebody who heads up a multi-million dollar production like <laughs> uh okay good well that's that clears that up all right good are, are we ready i think i don't know i think <laughs> i assume we're all on the same page because i know you ryan you were a teamster i don't know Ryan. We're, we're all pro union yeah. here I'm, I'm pretty sure like oh pro labor all oh, the way yeah. yeah i mean hell yeah and so i i support sag after i support the writers guild i hope that they I hope that these, they, they. I hope they make their point because what the what the other side is shooting for, is straight up unconscionable. It's right. awful. It's absolutely terrible. And I think Bob Iger did himself a tremendous disservice yesterday. Oh my like, god! Historic <laughs> level, like tarnish the legacy, whatever you was there. And then everybody started bringing their Bob, their Bob Iger tea. Like they were just like, remember how he ruined Twin Peaks? That was the big one that I saw yesterday. <laughs> oh boy! Anyway, yeah. he um, he forced um, David Lynch to reveal Laura Palmer's killer in the first season, rather than have it be the the goal of the series. Are there whale songs in the background? What am I hearing, Ben? <laughs> I thought it was a biplane. Is it a I whale kinda... driving a biplane? <laughs> it could be. It could be. It was very faint. It was very faint. So oh, is it a drill? Not... Somebody's drilling? Somebody's concrete guys? Somebody's doing work. Uh, it's it's related to the, the concrete. Back. Yeah. <laughs> concrete was Can bad. You... Got to drill it. Yeah. Can you do me a favor, Ben? Just like a millimeter. Can you move the microwave? Microwave. God damn it. Microphone away from your mouth. Yeah, you're always asking me to move my microphone away from my gaping maw, as you once described it. Is that what? <laughs> he wants to make sure he can see that mouth of yours. Mm. Oh, sweet, pretty mouth. Tasty. So, can I tell you a story? Uh, yeah, let's we'll hear get it. to the secret invasion soon enough, I'm yes. sure. I um, so, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really listen to the Darm Lars Roundup too much. Um, but I was sitting, <laughs> Just, uh, that five I was sitting on the couch. For you. I was sitting on the couch and had the Apple TV on. I was on YouTube catching up on some stuff because I've been busy uh, working on work stuff. And I, I'm like, oh, a new Darm Lars Roundup. And I play it. 
And I know Stevie he doesn't listen. I mean, you could come join if you want. Uh, Stevie doesn't listen to the Darmalars. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> I said, um, here, I'll pop on the Darmalars roundup. And I, I let her know, just so you know, uh-huh. uh, a lot of this stuff is taken out of context and chopped up. <laughs> and so everything I say is not uh is not as it is depicted and i think everything we, is accurate it l- lacks context but like it's all the stupid shit we say like that's really what it's yeah, like right it wouldn't so be that we much listened better with to, we <laughs> listened to one and her response was oh maybe i'll just listen to the darmalars roundup <laughs> i forgot i said that that's what no, that's what great. we're really going for really <laughs> That's, is, that's, she going, is she going to a cocktail party? She's cool. like dolled up and has earrings on. And it's, I mean, it's 1025. Is she going to uh, Well, to, we're done. I'm going to take a shower party. and uh-huh. we're going to go to the cinema. So. Uh, oh. oh, shit. Nice. What's, up, what's on? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. The Phantom Menace. People love the shit out of that movie. And, and speaking of uh, labor and tag after, I, my yeah. understanding is. You can still go to the movies. You can still watch what's already been mm-hmm. produced. Like they're, that is not they're being explicit. Like we've got this covered. We're not calling for a boycott because they're they have rules to play by. So I'm sure that's driving it. It's like yeah, we're not asking for this help. We don't need the donations at this moment. Right. Just trust that we're doing this for a reason. And it's like, the writers do. The, yeah. They do need the donations. Yeah. Well, but I they, mean, just generally speaking, but actually, they don't need donations. They need. Um, fair pay that represents their contribution to yeah. work. Yeah, but they've also been out of work for 74 days now, 75 days now. Yeah, it's been oh a long time, God. and not to diminish or anything, but a lot of the response from the community is like, yeah, we're out of work a lot because we're only doing 10 episode seasons instead of 22 and all this. Like, We have our side hustle, so we're actually yeah. prepared for winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. Also, like, we're, used, like... we're used to being poor. <laughs> also, it sounded like they were kind of getting to the end of their rope. And just like ready to start, like I don't know, moving forward and and just kind of taking whatever. But the the the, the uh, comments about we hope they lose their houses and stuff and stuff and Bob Iger and then the the actors killed uh, uh, going on strike like really rejuvenated them. And Good. somebody somebody posted online that Fran Drescher did in forty eight hours did a reverse milkshake duck. Are you oh, familiar that's with beautiful. The concept of milkshake duck. Yes. I, I'm not, like but a, I, I I understand in the context what happened. It's mm-hmm. um it, it's like an old thing. It's like it's at sweet. least 15 years old. It's like back on the Fark days and things like that, where <laughs> internet meme celebrity milkshake duck in, in um enchants the nation, and then like two days later, you know, milkshake duck is a neo-nazi and all this shit like that's it so she was she was getting dragged across the coals and saying that she wasn't she wasn't strong enough leadership and why is she taking a trip right before you know the the contract expires but she came out with fire focused everybody loves her now she has style she has flair that's true she's there the uh we watched the nanny during the pandemic or i guess during mm-hmm. the lockdown i usually i like to say lockdown right. i feel like I it's still that. happening but um there was one episode where she plays dual roles uh oh, there's shit. an agent she plays the nanny but then there's an agent that's coming in to try to work for 
uh, freaking Shane Donovan from a, a, a show that I used to Gary, watch. Gary Sheffield from a certain show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a certain show. We, we, me and Ben might know what that show is, but... We um, <laughs> But uh, we... So uh, this new representation that came in mm-hmm. was... Uh, what's her name? Fleckman from Spinal Tap. Oh, shut the she, fuck up. Really? She reprises her role from Spinal Tap as oh, this... crossover. And then, of course, he probably likes her a lot, and no one, no one picks up on the fact that it, she looks just like the nanny. And so it's like everything he does is stuff he would say to the nanny. But I was like, I'm like, did they say what I think they said? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's her name in Spinal Tap. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, did she have to improvise all of her dialogue like everybody else was on? on I probably she was just like riffing. Probably not, but it was they did do some split screen stuff, and I think they. I don't know if I'm I'm conflating this with something else, but I swear to God they did some bullshit split screen handing over like a submarine sandwich or something where where it doesn't land. <laughs> oh, that's, I think I don't remember, pretty- but there was definite jokes about her playing both roles. It was like later in the season or in the series where they were just like fuck it. Right. I, I remember when South Park did like the evil Cartman episode like 25 <laughs> years ago. Screen. There's no yeah. need for them to do a split screen because it's no. animated, but they still did it and like made it very apparent. So maybe that's, is that what you're thinking of? I just watched maybe, but, or I might be thinking of Conan here, Andy. Oh, that makes sense. This, but then I was thinking of uh, 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 Bill Hader. I just saw a thing. I think it's an old video of him telling the story of, uh, of, being in the writer's room for South Park when they come up with fish sticks. Oh, have you heard that story? It's so great. I, I have, but and, I've completely forgotten it. Like Bill it? Hader, like someone says fish sticks and, and Trey Parker or Bill Hader's like, are you saying fish sticks or fish dicks? Like actual fish penises. And Trey Parker freaked out, went on <laughs> Google. Has anybody made this joke? Looked it up, said, nobody's made this joke. <laughs> we're going to use this joke on here. Who would be the person with the least amount of sense of humor that we can make that doesn't get this joke? Kanye. That's and amazing. The, and the rest is and they, and they all three said it in unison, Kanye. <laughs> That's and then they all smoked a brick of hashish. And yeah. Oh, God, that documentary, the, 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 within a week or whatever, the, the, yeah. The South park documentary. Right. Where Trey Parker orders McDonald's on like Tuesday night to get him into Wednesday or something. Do you remember that documentary? It's so good. I've actually never seen I, it. The only one that I've seen is the the one, the going down to South Park documentary where they're in a hot tub. <laughs> be oh, no. no it's, I'm sure it's no. much more. This actually shows their process like from the time an episode airs to the mm-hmm. following week when the next one airs. And it's it just it that's when I found out Bill Hader worked on the show because he was just sitting there in the writer's room and I'm like, is no one gonna mention that Bill Hader is in this room? And then like halfway through they they start talking to him. But yeah, I remember the scene where like Trey, like on like Tuesdays or something, when he's just having when it's like the shadiest time and ever like they're trying to finish last minute stuff and get stuff animated. He's just like, I need McDonald's. And he orders something like a Big Mac, two 
cheeseburgers, like a filet of fish, and like ten fries. It just oh sits there and eats them. It's not <laughs> not about the volume, but it's like I need my comfort food. I need the shittiest burgers on the planet from a, right. from a, a nationwide a chain. You have money, right? Well, but it's you it, want what you want, and then my fat I mean, got virtually I... any other burger than McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. excited because like, In-N-Out's also... cheaper and better. Yes, yes. But now they're monsters. Um, okay, they've always yeah. been monsters. I know, but yeah. they used to just be like way into God and stuff. But now they're yeah. like, yeah. The whole. Did you hear about this, Ben? No, did you, this? Did you hear about this? No, because um, last night Stevie's like, "You want to go to In-N-Out?" I'm like, "Fuck them!" And she's <laughs> they're 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 monsters. And she's like, "What?" And I had to explain, like, they have decided to, ooh, that's, that's just a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> they just decided that um, no one is allowed. It is forbidden for any of their employees to wear masks. Whoa. That's just, I had no idea where you were going to, that came out of left field for me. I did not expect that one. Strange. And it's and it's you, you can have a doctor's note, but it's very strange. It's incredibly strange. It's like let people if it doesn't interfere with your business or anything like let people do that. In fact, um, the in and out by my house is one of the ones where you have thirty people more or less in a phone booth. It's one of the the original yeah. where the lanes go outside. It's like even if there wasn't COVID, like. There are, I don't want to be that close to people and smell their armpits and everything as they're standing over a hot grill for eight hours and stuff like that. I'd like a little filter, maybe put a little sage in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you get a little, but yeah, that's, and this just is, let people do it. Just let people do it. And really in 2023 is when right. you're going to draw the line. Like, that's what I was going to say. The timing, like now. You, you... I think there was some sort of lawsuit where, or something happened where, Someone wanted to sue another employee of In and Out because they contracted COVID from them, and the case got dismissed. And so In and Out's like, "Fuck it, you can't sue anybody." Then, no mask. I don't know what it was. I don't care. That's Whatever. Fine. Whatever. It's yeah. We'll see. I'll give it a little while because I need me the pink lemonade. Yeah, um, it's that's. A, I mean, I've quit Hobby Lobby. Every Chick Fil A. I've done. Uh, yeah, but they're all bad. Everything's I know bad. They're all That's bad. true. Everything's, Everything's bad. bad, but like, but some are worse on their sleeve. On their sleeve, bad. Like, Don't I'm empowered to say that. Like, but I you mean, know what I, else is stupid? I don't care if they, they, they really stupid. This most recent episode of Secret Evasion. Amelia Clark not being dead. I Jesus Christ! It. In the shittiest <laughs> fucking way. Like, At not the even very beginning. If. If she had a scroll Bible in her jacket pocket, that would have been better. I'm just going to make me a a super soldier on the fly. It only takes a couple of minutes. Like you can microwave a burrito and then make yourself a super soldier in the event that maybe just maybe she would need to get in a fight with Gravik and be on par or it was... It was dumb. There was a lot of dumb shit in this episode. My, my like, note for that a was a lot of dumb shit. Whatever my, goodwill they had up until this point, they, they spent it. They burned it. They, they broke. They broke even. So we'll see what how episode is this five the, goes. Is this the is this the Winter Soldier speech of episodes? No, this is just clumsy. 
just clumsy shit. Well, I gotta say, like my note from when Amelia Clark didn't die was like, okay, they didn't waste Amelia Clark, like, like because we were saying the only reason to have her and then kill her off would be to be to raise the stakes, to be like, okay, look, yeah, even Amelia Clark can die, and then she didn't. So, and it also got to the point where they shot someone else. They shot Talos, and he died. But now I'm not even sure. Like the episode ends with dead Talos on the ground, and it has less impact for me because I don't know if people die. Like so far, we've had fifty percent of people that it are, did, it, it didn't impact anything. And if he, comes back to, if he comes back to life, it's going to be another shitty thing because it's already such a, it's so low. Right. And if he's dead, they didn't give him a proper send off or also graphics like stabbed him in the place he got shot. Like the damage has already been done at that spot, right? He's alive. I guess. Yeah, I guess but, right. But, yeah, but and maybe it's he, he also stab him in the bullet hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that the the scrolls' vital organs are where our vital organs are. Yeah, converge. That's what I was saying your... last week. She could shape shift her heart to be on the other. Oh, side. that's right. Yeah. So I was looking at your when... heart in your butt. <laughs> you know, you just do something different. Feel it like throbbing down there. I don't know. People, everybody has their My thing. My favorite Neil Diamond song. <laughs> Turn on your hot butt. Just like this you today, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have three balls this week, and that's just what I'm gonna go for. Like I said a middle a middle ball filling out the scrote. Uh, you, know you know what I also don't like? What's that? What? Is that the skip intro button doesn't skip enough of the intro? It leaves you a full twelve seconds or more of intro. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They put a goddamn skip intro button on Star Wars Rebels, which is literally two seconds long. <laughs> that button comes up for a two second intro, but this one I have to sit through twenty seconds of of, ac- of intro after you skipped it. Yeah. They, they scrolled you on that one. They really scrolled you on that one. Uh, I was looking yeah. at the scene where Fury and his wife are having their their fight, which was a cool scene. Uh, I, I like felt... the scene as a scene. Yeah. It's like the like, scene of the week. Yeah, well, no, maybe. Because I want to say that the Samuel Jackson scene of the week is the one with him and Rhodey. When he was talking up that whiskey, I thought that that was oh, where he was yeah. really letting it out. And I really but dug when, that. When he dropped the mm, 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 it's like, yeah. oh, is he going to say that this is a tasty burger? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God. I, I want to say that. Okay, okay. Scene, please, please, please. The scene with Fury and his and Scylla, uh, the the payoff of the poem came a little too quickly on the heels of the setup of the poem. You know, that, mm-hmm. that was like two scenes later. I don't know if that made sense to me, but in there, I, I took a picture of this. I want to show you guys in the, their house. They, first of all, on their bookshelf, they've got their books organized. I don't know if you can see it by color, Oh, by color. Yeah. But also like, what's yeah. this? Is this like, it's, it almost looks like a cable ace award. You're, Oh, it, <laughs> does look like a cable ace award it is I not mean, it, but... it's not because it's got a glass base and the cable ace awards have like a a, a different a, not a glass base but uh, it got my eye so I took I yeah it's it's more um spade like it comes up soccer trophy to to look like a like a, on a playing card yeah well she's a writer right that's the deal uh yes. maybe, yeah i didn't catch that there's a there's a picture of her book on on the wall oh after okay. they after they don't shoot each other. That- okay, can we talk about that for a second, please? Sure. It's so they were both bluffing. They pulled their they were 
they both they both just... they both wanted to die. They both were content with dying and having the other kill them. If that's what had to so happen. it's essentially it's essentially like I'm not going to shoot him, but I don't mind her shooting me or him shooting God. me. And so, but they both balked. It just seems like the Pina Colada song, right? Like, wait, you were going to kill me too? Oh, I guess this is going to bring us closer together. Like, it is. It's the Han and Greedo. But, but and then the weird thing where they just like cut to random shit in the house. Like, they didn't yeah, want to do the reveal too. What was that? That's where you that's see where your you book. see your book. That's, yeah, but it was like so weird and disjointed. I know that they wanted to give you a little breathing room to like wonder what happened, but it was like an intermission. It wasn't anything that built the tension or anything. It's like we'll resume our program in just a few moments and like I should have checked out this bookcase. <laughs> this is what it, I so think. Weird. This is my thought about this: is that if you think about it as a story, like I'm telling you the story of how these okay. two people are both spies. One of them's been told to kill the other. He's on to her. They have this conversation. And then their guns go off. And, but then we find out that neither of them shot the other. Like you can tell that as a story and you can have that moment. But if you're doing it visually, if we're in the room with them, we would know, you know, an 18th of a second after they both hit the trigger that neither of them got shot. So they were trying to. And you said pina colada. Yeah, they were trying to have that moment of ambiguity. Uh, and, but, but they like, couldn't do it because there was nothing. Right. They had to, they had to just shake that it. moment. Right. And yeah, and it was just, it, it was, didn't feel the tension. It doesn't, yeah. it just seemed like somebody was in Final Cut Pro and dragged a clip in the wrong place. Like, <laughs> it just, it, did, it was super weird to me. I was watching the scene where Scylla meets with Rhodey. And, you know, we already saw from last week where he's like, you know, you have to shoot Nick Fury. And then they, they meet in the church and he's like, I mean it. You have to shoot Nick Fury still. And I was like, I'm starting to think that Rhodey might be a scroll. <laughs> I found out I was right. But was... We found haven't that we been saying that since the beginning? Week. What's up? Haven't we been saying that since the beginning? Yeah, well, because we, we the president like, maybe, and we thought that the scene just... with Rhodey and the president—the only reason for that scene—is if one of them's a scroll. And yeah. for for now, it's probably Rhodey. I don't know if they turn back into scrolls when they get knocked unconscious. Like when Will Rooney got knocked unconscious, he stayed a human, so maybe he's still a human. But it wouldn't make sense to have that whole production just to grab another scroll. Uh, oh, but uh, right. the scrolls are trying. The insurgent scrolls are trying to um, plant as a false flag that the Russians attacked the president's convoy. So they walk yeah. up to the convoy and start shooting at it. Well, they don't walk up to it, but you know what I mean. And they start yeah. talking to each other in Russian, like, "Hey, go get that guy." And then the Americans, like this, they're like, "It's the Russians." <laughs> it's confirmed. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. Okay. Which is even more ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they hear, hear somebody say like Dospidania or whatever it is, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then right. here's the line. Here's the actual line as said. No question, it's the Russians. Like <laughs> I've concluded my <laughs> thorough investigation of this and it de- determined no question, it's no, the Russians. No doubt they about say, it. Like two things. <laughs> you know, other people can speak Russian, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. And then, so uh, it's, it appears to me that Fury called in Sonya to get the Brits for the backup. 
because there was a moment where they're like, oh, good, reinforcements are here. And they they had, uh, you you know, British flag um, patches on their shoulders. So they create those two columns where Fury is walking to the car with Talos. So are we going to get Captain Britain? Oh, man. (laughs) We already got it for 10 seconds in Doctor Strange 2. (laughs) Was there a Captain Britain? Uh, Yeah, it was... um, Hey, it was um Oh, oh yeah, Hayley yeah. Atwell. She comes out and she's got the she's all in the Union Jack. Right. I'm thinking and of then, um and she gets of... instantly killed. <laughs> Captain Britain from uh from Ex- Exiles? No, Ex- Excalibur. Oh, I'm thinking of Brian Excalibur. Yeah. I okay, I thought Excalibur. you were talking about the alternate timeline. The alternate Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Captain America, sorry. No, no. Sorry. Um so and it's I guess I should have noticed at the time because there was that British soldier that sees Talos because Talos is shot, so he can't maintain his illusion. So he's got half the scroll makeup, which great makeup. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And the soldier's like, "Holy shit, an alien!" And Fury's like, "I'm no, gonna shoot the me. alien." Yeah, <laughs> right. So and a shape shifting alien is hanging out with the guy you thought was dead. Right. Says, "Don't worry, he, this shape shifting alien is with me." A regular old human. And he's like, right. all right. And he goes back to like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then we find out later that that guy was a scroll anyway. Because he's... How did, how did Nick Fury know? Is it just, we're you going to chalk it up to Fury intuition and that's it? Like, oh, what was wait. the tell? Wait, I know what happened. Or what must have happened. And I don't know if maybe it just didn't come across. Gravix took over that guy? Gravix took over that guy. That guy must have gotten shot yeah. in the firefight. And Gravik took over. Gravix took over. And and Fury pieced that all together instantaneously, like just by the know. way the it's... guy was was carrying Talos or something. Yeah. All of all I know is if I get into an international firefight, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more focused on the bullets whizzing by my head rather than the facial characteristics of the people who are being shot necessarily. Yeah, that's I'm a more that's a crazy on... thing. It's, it's a, it, and it's also for for the viewer. It's also weird to kind of put that together too. Oh, he must have seen that. And it, I don't need things spelled out to me. But it's like, how do you know that's not? He's Talos is injured. Why wouldn't a soldier pick him up and like get him to safety? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Just because Nick Fury said I'm going to come back to you, like he wasn't calling dibs on Talos. Like, don't anybody else help him except for me? Like, right. I don't know. It seems weird. I will say, like, when the whole thing goes down, there's, first of all, the motorcade has anti-aircraft guns, which is like, okay, that's a smart motorcade to be driving around with, with POTUS. You got your right. fucking anti-helicopter missiles. Uh, so everyone starts But no air other. cover. We might shoot down an enemy plane, but we're not going to have air cover. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Until the cavalry arrives, thanks to Nick Fury. Um but the, everything's going down, and Brody's in the back of his car just chilling, like showing, like, oh, I'm very calm. I know that this is supposed to happen. That's not smart. Won't someone notice you doing that? Pretend you're afraid. Right. Or there are 30 identical black cars that are being shot. Like, how is somebody supposed to pick out the one that he's in from a helicopter up above? Yeah, he, yeah, he's not, he might not be <laughs> safe from his own people. Did you see the uh, the social social security? Did you see the Secret Service guy with the cast? No, he had his arm what in a cast. Represent? It represents that Nick Fury broke his arm like a couple episodes ago. He oh. was in Rhodey's detail, 
And it was, it was like he pulled that off while they had that first uh, argument but when Rhodey fired him. Although I guess I now the question is, where's Rhodey? He's right. probably in one of those like pods. I would like to pause for a second, Ben. I just think you have really good facial recognition. Ha! Like, <laughs> no, I, I think don't. that might be your superpower. Nope. When did that's, that happen? That's the opposite. No. But he, he, all the things he said, like, oh, I noticed that this like guy who was on screen for 15 seconds is also the guy who came over here. And that guy got shot when, I don't know, like dozens of people were getting shot. And then that. I, 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 have, I could think of maybe two, it's only on TV. I could think of two instances where, okay. where Ben's facial recognition didn't work. Once Get after on seeing Spider Man 3, I was saying, why would anybody choose Kirsten Dunst over Bryce Dallas Howard? And Ben's like, I don't understand. Because like, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard was Gwen Stacy in Spider Man 3. Maybe uh, it's the hair because she, she was blonde in that movie. But if I had good facial recognition, hair wouldn't matter. <laughs> But then we saw the movie Being John Malkovich, Malkovich watch the yeah. entire thing, and Ben was like, "What part was Cameron Diaz in?" Like, where? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it's true. But I it's think true. it was. I, I, I clearly remember those two moments, and it was just like I think we determined it was hair. Yeah, like if like you maybe you have hair, good facial recognition, but if you change your hair, it throws me off. It's so, like look, I, even me. If you ever see Zoe Deschanel without bangs, uh-huh. it's it's kind of startling. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I, I highly recommend you look it up just for like, not for anything nefarious or anything, but like, you know, it, yeah, that's how it sounded. I didn't want to be like that, but like, look it up and it's like, oh wow, that is, she looks very different without off, off model. Very yeah, much so. Hair is my yeah. captcha. If I, if I were a robot, yes. you would catch me <laughs> with hair. But I don't, I didn't recognize the arm cast guy by his face, like literally, it could have been a different actor. I just know that someone got his arm broken. Here's a guy with a cast. I just assumed it was the same guy. No, take take the win. Don't hide, I your, I hide under I'm a bushel, a, man. Like you're growing. Yeah, you you're did growing. this. <laughs> We're happy for you. Yeah, that's really funny. But yeah, as soon as Ryan mentioned that, I was like, that wait a minute. <laughs> I don't. That, yeah, I did. I wasn't bad. coming in with that history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked, I liked when Rhodey and Sam and uh, Fury had their scene, and Fury was playing it off like, "I think there might be scrolls in the government." <laughs> like, All right? It was it was good bad acting. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was weird because it was so bad that I was like, "Oh, Rhodey's gonna pick up on it," like or scroll Rhodey, Scoldy. Yeah, and is, then is. Is he is Scroll Rhodey Amelia Clark? No. Is that possible? Have we I seen don't him? So. Okay. No, I don't think so. That doesn't make sense to me. Because it looked because like a female scroll. It did look like a female scroll in, in that hot shower scene. Um yeah. but no, I don't think so because <clears throat> Gravik thinks that Amelia Clark was the mole and that he killed her. And I think Gravik was working with Rhodey. For sure. Oh God! And then the scene after the great whiskey scene to cut to, it's a liquid tracker. I have the same fucking thing. Like I, at that point, I was done. Like really, like I have suspension of disbelief. But like you're throwing too much at me in this this episode. This is too much in the short thirty four minute episode. You're packing a lot of unbelievable shit. Yeah. Tracker, but just- for me, but for me, I was just glad that like there was something going on. 
Like there's there... as stupid as it was, like this whole thing's supposed to be like political intrigue and spy thriller, and it's like they haven't really done anything like that until this one. But it was it was pretty stupid. A spy gadget. Um, I guess the the um that whiskey is also brought up, I believe, in the second episode of She Hulk. Oh. Apparently. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That must Can we be watch She-Hulk the... instead? Can we just do a She-Hulk rewatch? <laughs> She-Hulk's great. I, I like thought She-Hulk. you got week... records to listen to. I just thought yeah, this week I have this... thirty records to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just this week, when the... they announced that After Party season two had dropped, I was thinking, "Oh, it's too bad we're not doing After Party because yeah, at least that would be a mystery." Yeah, and, and Ralph knows do, there's do no way to do classic, two uh, Like in, <laughs> in classic like comic book form, there could always be a backup story. We I, I say we we're I don't know if we have much more to talk about this episode of Secret Invasion, but we have about eight minutes left of recording time. Ryan, yeah. have you seen I've, After yes. Party episode one of season two? I was too busy seeing Across the Spider Verse to, to Hey oh, I know, awesome. yeah. I I didn't want to disappoint you, so I threw out a a um, consolation. After months of hype, how did it hold up for you? It's great. It was it was absolutely <laughs> great. I did feel like some things could probably be tighter. Um, like there, right. there were just a couple of times where it's just like a kaleidoscope for like twenty seconds, and it's like but, but it's beautiful. But I've also seen it for two hours. Like let's let's tell our story. My but, whole thing, but was it was great. Like, it's it's a work of art. It's great. My whole thing is, is just I wanted my eyes to be able to just see all of it and more of it and was totally happy the whole time seeing everything. Absolutely. It just at some point, like in like the second, third act, it just it it started to become a little it wasn't like a heightened thing. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's time to wrap it up. And the but and the thing is, for me, like this movie came out and then like a couple days later, this trailer, this Pixar movie, Emilio or something, Miglio or whatever, some alien, some kid. I don't know. Teleported by aliens and they think he's the leader of the world. Um, but the, the kid, just, I just looked at it briefly. So it looks awful. like the fish kid in that one Italian. Yeah. It, it's, Luca. I mean, not to go back to Bob Iger, but like as part of that statement, he was like, oh, we need to revitalize Pixar. And they've had a few misses lately and blah, blah, blah. And also human beings, um, it's okay for them to work 40 hours a week and not be able to afford the necessities of life. Right. And then you spit on yeah. the camera and walked away. <laughs> that was a quote, direct quote. Direct but quote. It's like, direct uh, quote. But I watched this and I'm like, okay, this is, this is artists doing art. Yes, a hundred percent. I want to watch other people. Like I, I don't. I want to see Pixar try. Something one of the things, the one tired of, things, of Render Man, tired of Pixar people. I'm tired of all that shit. I remember after, um, Bugs Life, I was thinking, what did what did Disney do? Because it was insane how popular Toy Story and, and Bugs Life was. Like it was, mm-hmm. um just like a huge cultural touchstone. And I thought, I wonder if they're going to do their Fantasia. Like they've done two stories. That's what I've been wanting. But why wouldn't they like take the opportunity? Like, but this is what we can really do with computer animation. Here's an art film. Remember when Paper Man came out? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Here we go. 
let's start doing stuff artistically and have it not all look the same. And then it just went back to everything looking the same. Yeah. The shorts are, the shorts tend to be more varied because I think that they're lower risk. And they take those directors and just make fucking Toy Story 5. Unbelievable. And what's sad about it is the Delta because yes, you know, from the beginning there was movies from Pixar that were just movies, but then they, they hit a groove where they were really doing something. And, and uh, yeah, story driven. Yes, uh, exploring I characters. Think, I think Brave kind of is where I started falling off because it's like, why are you trying so hard to make everything photoreal? You can make anything you want. You can literally make anything you want. Why are I you think, making stuff photoreal? I What's think the that uh, Brave. I, I held out like a couple more because I remember Good Dinosaur for me. I was like. But what's the point? Like this, there's what happened to the story. Like, yes, look at this crazy wilderness. But when it comes down to it, it's just a dinosaur wandering around for a while. I, I mean, I haven't watched it recently, so maybe I'd have. But but comparing that to Ratatouille, to me, it's just like I feel like you've lost a bit of it. Yeah. Well, then of course they had Coco. I just, I can't say anything bad about Coco's, that. Coco is Disney. Oh, is it okay? What about so turning, it, red? It, turning Red? Because Turning great. Red is Pixar. I love Turning Red. I thought that that was great. That's a good one. Yeah, Turning Red's great. But again, the and, and it has there is a style to the animation, which yes. I like. The people look different, and it's yeah, yes. Even the cityscapes look different. That's what I'm saying. Like, just don't like why you make stuff real. I saw Pete right. Doctor, Brad Bird, Leon Critch. How tall is Pete Doctor in real life? Because it, my impression is he's eight feet tall. Very tall. Really? Very tall. Probably six four or higher. Okay. Probably six seven. I don't know. Very tall. Ben, do you want to guess how tall no, Pete Doctor is? No, but I find out, I found out recently that Michael Crichton is also extremely tall. Crazy. Yeah, that's why that's why stuff like that is surprising because like if you see like when I found out about Michael Crichton it was in context of like here's Michael Crichton next to I don't know Steven Spielberg who's just like a, a regular dude and Michael Crichton's like six nine it's like uh, it's like seeing Steven Merchant hang out with uh, Ricky Gervais it's <laughs> Ricky Gervais Delta. four foot two <laughs> um, do we have places to be at eleven is that why I've got to get going. Okay. I mean, I gotta get ready. We're gonna go catch cinema. Um, Ethan Hunt is is at it again. I I hear I can he's saving his brother Michael, right? Like that's the purpose of this one. He's no, no, no. It's <laughs> yes, not that it's not that formal. He, he you could call him by his nickname, my Nicky. twat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I just gotta get ready and sure, grab sure. Lunch. I just have, I have two I'm things. Just, so, so I, yes, you. The after party was fun. Yes, I enjoyed the after party episode one. Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson is back. back. Yeah. That guy's got that guy's going places and doing things. Sam Richardson's all over the map. I love it. It gets the Ben Seal of approval. But, but Tim Robinson as well is getting like Emmy nominations yeah. and stuff. And like I best actor. That's amazing. I think you should leave is huge. I you know, it's, I don't know why. At some point I thought, oh, here's this funny show that we're watching. But like, if you see the memes, like people are yeah. watching that show. For Dude, sure. I saw, I watched, rewatched the, the pay it forward sketch. Oh God. Uh, no. Yesterday, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So fucking funny. Cause the restaurant 
is in Downey. I mentioned that before. The restaurant that he's going through is in Downey. And uh-huh. they put a second one up in orange right up the street. And so I'm like, oh, I might have one to support them. But they, they posted on their social media like that whole thing. Like, uh, of course. Tim Robinson's a genius. And here he is an expert. And they like left in the swears and stuff. And I'm like, they get it. I support yeah. this company. That what supports. is this place so that I can also support it's them? Next, it's Next Burger, N-E-X-X. Uh, it's in Downey uh, in the same parking lot. I've never been. But it's in the same parking lot as Uncle Henry's on Florence, right up okay. the street from uh, – uh, the uh, Del Rio lanes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I might go to the one over in orange that just opened. You know up. what? How about you and me? You and me, let's go get a next burger. Okay. I'm wondering if people are ordering, going, running in and ordering 55 burgers, 55 shakes, 55 fries. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> ben, we'll send you pictures of our good time. All right. So, uh, sorry, uh, Ben, what was the, what were the two things? Oh, oh he froze. Froze and other. I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Okay, okay, that's not for you to say. Good point. No, but when I <laughs> unless you, I, I get something on my end when when I freeze. Like you guys are like oh, okay. um, turn into the motion, the like the loading wheel. So, gotcha. okay. but yeah, you're right. That's not for me to say. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. No, what was the two things? Oh, the two things. But I okay. have two things too. This is not fair. Okay, if you have two things. I, I say nobody gets two things. Show me your two things. But I want to know the two things. Okay, All so right, one ben, what are is, your two things? One is that the code word for President Will Rooney is Citadel, for what it's worth. I just thought that I made a note of that because it's yeah. interesting to me. The and outlet two, mall over in industry. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that, that's when you know you're really heading north. Like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> now I'm getting there. Um, yeah. And Second is the closed captions capitalized black when it's in reference. Yes, to the I race. noticed that. That was interesting. Yeah. So when he's I, like, oh, okay. like our, my black ass or whatever, and it was capital B. Which is like understood. I've never seen that in a style guide or anything like that. That's I think no, I'm not sure. It, I think it, I need I, to be more cognizant of that. It, it makes sense to me. I guess it's whatever. I, it's not for me to say, uh, but I, it did make me think that when they're because they talk about their shared black experience, and mm. one way in which Rhodey is you know deficient or not, he might be called out as a spy would be that he doesn't have that black experience. So when 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 Fury is talking about you know growing up black and living in the world black, that's not something that happened to this scroll. Of course, the scroll has right. her experience of being a scroll, which might be might have its similarities, I'm sure, but I don't know. That's uh, I thought that yeah. that's what something I was thinking of. Okay, I will make this quick. Did they show how you put the wire on his wife? I don't think so. I don't think so. He just I think okay. he just gave it to her. Just assumed. Okay, and then um, ever since Far From Home. They've been teasing, boy, Nick Fury has been different. Everything's been different. Like they drive it home in every episode. Nick is different. He's going to be different. Do we know, like from the comic books or things like that, why, like, do we know what the payoff is for this? Or do we have a guess on what the payoff is for this? Are we assuming he's a scroll? I think the answer to everything is it's 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 a scroll. God, if Nick Fury ends up being a scroll, I don't understand the point of this God, show. Yeah, that that and that und- it's like the ending of Baron Munchausen. It's like, wait, is it a dream or is it like you've just the, the snake eating its own tail? Oh know. my God, what if this is all a dream? That would be the biggest twist of this show. Is oh, he wakes man. up in bed with uh, with Newhart's wife? With Newhart's, I would. <laughs> well, you saved it because up until that point, I was like, I would set my Apple TV on fire if this ended up being a dream. But 
um, uh, getting no. a little um, AI generated Suzanne Plachette. I think that's Suzanne. Funny. I was trying to remember the name, but of course Ryan knew it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Okay, guys, well, well, what do we say at the end of an episode? Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you guys for coming along. And uh, 55 Secrets, 55 Invasions. Oh, I like that. That's better. <laughs> I liked last week's version. The, was last the, 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 who's the freaking dude from, god damn it, no. Alistair Cook? From Scrooged. Uh, sitting by um, the fire. Uh, no, the, uh, uh, Silver Spoon's grandpa. Oh, um, fuck. Waterhouse, water, no, uh, no, 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 house, no, no, god damn it. house. Houseman, John Houseman. John Houseman. John Houseman. Well, I yes. could do that again, I, sure. I believe his last role is the driving instructor in Naked Gun. I, I think so. <laughs> where the, he's, where the student is uh, Skippy Handelman's birth mother. So it's, uh, Jesus Christ. That is dense. That's that is too much, though. That's, that's so dense. Is, but that's a great double take by the this. truck driver. The truck driver does that what? double take. It's <laughs> so over the top for a movie that's already over the top. Uh, I also like how we do a post credit scene for every right. sh- like we say goodbye and then land. we just shoot the shit for a little while more. Yeah, like we I didn't watched. just spend an hour talking to each other. That's always yeah. nice to see you guys. Nice. It keeps coming. It is. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. So now we do we click the stop button? Yeah, I've had it or... with these motherfucking circuits on this motherfucking invasion. There you go. You could say Yeah. Right. Okay, okay, I'll